Hello everyone, welcome back to See the Sunrise. This is season two in episode 15. Seeing the sunrise is about seeing Christ in everyday situations. In the book of Jeremiah, chapter 33 and verse three, the Lord spoke to the prophet Jeremiah while he was in prison and he said to him, call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. Seeing the sunrise is an opportunity to see what God is doing behind the scenes. Sometimes his presence is not keenly evident, but I assure you, he is there. All we need to do is look for him. It's planting season, or some would call it growing season. It's a period of year or time of year that conditions are great for growing specific vegetation. Beginning gardeners are attempting to assess what they want to grow, and the best place to promote healthy growth are all a part of things to consider. For avid gardeners, they've already decided what they'd like to grow and where they will plant their seeds. There will be some plants that require more care than others, but the bottom line is to do the research so that you get the best results for all of your efforts. And another point that is worth mentioning is that all plants don't grow at the same rate or at the same time or in the same place, nor do they bloom all at the same time. What we learn from plants is their resiliency in the midst of adversity. Even when they are exposed to fluctuating weather conditions, they have the incredible ability to adapt to the changes in temperature and still continue to grow. That's because while the outer foliage declines during times of hibernation, the roots underneath the soil are still growing, still receiving nutrients and thriving. To grow as a Christian, you want your spiritual roots to be like that, planted so deep so that you too will be able to stand strong when the storms and winds of life come, and they will come. Because there will be times that it may look like on the outside nothing is happening, that nothing's growing, that there is no change taking place. But oftentimes, God does his best work underneath the surface on the inside of us, changing our hearts and minds resulting in growth and actions that demonstrate his presence and his love. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, we hear somewhat a brief description of spiritual gardening and growth and how seeds grow and ultimately who receives the credit. It reads, I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God made it grow. So neither he who plants nor he who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The man who plants and the man who waters have one purpose, and each will be rewarded according to his own labor. These words are rich with meaning for Christians, those who are followers of Christ. And of course, you probably have already guessed that the Spirit is guiding me to talk about growth in faith and specifically how to grow in Christ. In my own journey to gain understanding and growing in faith, I found that there is a process, but not necessarily the same for everyone. I often heard words like, all you have to do, or just trust the Lord for direction. Yet, I still wasn't getting it, but I kept trying because I wanted to know and I wanted to grow. I wanted to flourish. For many, just putting a seed in the ground is not enough. There's some work you must do. As Christians, God has given each of us specific gifts and different roles, but we need the power of God to complete the work he begins in us. In planting, we are only placing the seed in the ground. 
but there are other forces at work ensuring that it will grow big and strong, reaching its fullest potential. When a seed of faith is planted, it is watered by various sources, but the harvest, the end result, is what God gets. To grow in Christ begins with accepting him into your life. When you accept him through the confession of faith that Jesus is Lord, that he is God's son, and that he died for our sins, that's the first part of seed planting. It is a seed of faith. It is then that the process of cultivating you for growth begins. You don't have to know all the books of the Bible or necessarily be able to quote scriptural text, but through the growth process, you will develop what you need to be a strong and vibrant Christian. I must also add here that just like there are various stages of growth in plant life, so is it in your faith walk. The first step is belief and confession. Then there is watering of the word, increased knowledge, and developed understanding and acquired wisdom. Once you accept Christ, the next step involves planting yourself in a fertile field. Whether it's a church, Bible study group, spiritual mentor, you want to plant yourself so that you can receive fertilization. During this process, you are taking in what you need to understand what it means to be a Christian, as well as developing the attributes of Christ as you begin to form and take shape of the image of Christ. This is done utilizing the guidance Christ gave us. He told us to pray. Prayer is that quiet time of communion with God, talking to him and listening to him talk to you. And then there's the reading of the word. You may not understand what you're reading, but ask the Lord for wisdom and knowledge. The book of James, he says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God and he will give it liberally without hesitancy and unabradeth not. Then obey the commands of the Lord. Matthew 22, Jesus was asked, what were the greatest commandments? He said to them, thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And then be a witness. Be a witness through your actions and your attitude. If you truly love the Lord, it won't be difficult to be a witness because your goal will be to please him and to grow as he has planted and watered you. And then trust the Lord with your life. The book of Proverbs chapter three, verses five and six, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy path. And then listen to the Holy Spirit as he guides you and your walk with the Lord and in the Son. The only way to listen to the Spirit is to know the Spirit. And it is the Spirit you received when you accepted Jesus into your life. The Holy Spirit guides you in communication with him. It is what connects you with God the Father. Relationship is key and not just any relationship, but the relationship with God. So let me explain how I came to know God's voice. Many people have asked, how do you know it's him talking? How do you know um, what he's telling you to do? Before I became a Christian, I operated in what I knew and what I understood. But when I seriously accepted Christ in my life, I began to seek out the things that pleased him. That was me following the commandment to love the Lord your God. And it was easy because I sincerely 
without waver, turned away from my old life. I died to things that were temporal and no longer produced any pleasure for me. I began attending services that focused on understanding God's word. One such study was experiencing God. I attended that class with fellow believers who also had developed a thirst for God. See, the seed was planted and now it was getting watered by faithful teachers whose desire was to make disciples. We were like sponges wanting to understand and seeking to know more and more about this loving God whom we had developed a relationship with. I attended prayer meetings. I wanted to understand how to pray. And yes, I first went to the Lord's Prayer found in Matthew 6, but what it taught me for my prayer life was the importance of taking or talking, taking the time to talk to him daily. The word says without ceasing, and I found that it wasn't as hard or as difficult as I once thought. During those times, I could be totally transparent because I knew he already knew me and he was teaching me who I was in him. He was also pruning me, getting rid of the stuff that weighed me down, like doubt and suffocating uh, the things that God was growing in me, things like past sins and failures. Those things do suffocate our growth. But when you give them to the Lord, there is a release and you're able to breathe, but breathe in a new life. Then I began to read the word, fertilizing what had already taken root. But in order to grow strong, I was going to have to keep feeding that seed of faith by surrounding myself with people of faith. And I had some amazing mentors. I also spent a lot of time in church surrounded by like-minded believers. As Hebrews 10 and 25 commands, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Coming together with other believers is like a trellis for plants. A trellis supports and trains plants and shrubs, small or young trees or vines. These believers encourage strong growth and support as you climb to reach the sun, the S-O-N, to become disciples reaching your fullest potential and then you begin to make disciples. It reminds me of the scripture found in the first number of Psalms. This scripture was spoken over me before I even knew I was uh, called to the ministry. Yes, I was in love with God. And if I never did anything else, that would have been fine. But it was this word that was spoken or prophesied in my life that I've taken with me and I stand on it and I trust God in it. And I pray and I am confident believe I know that I am following after what he has purposed. That scripture reads in just a few verses, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And here's the word that was prophesied over me that at the time I thought was quite ridiculous because and I was like, really? But I have found that that is God, what God has done and is doing in me and still growing me. And it reads, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Coming together with like-minded believers strengthens, encourages, and guides so that you can grow in the knowledge of Jesus Christ. Coming together with like-minded believers is like that trellis for plants so that they can 
reached their optimum level of growth and that they can keep reaching to the sky, to the sun. And I can't overly express the importance of quiet, of being quiet. Think of plants. You don't see the whole progression of growth. All seems quiet. Seems like nothing's happening. But guess what? It's growing and it's developing because it is being giving it is being given everything that it needs to be what it has been designed to be. Ultimately, when full growth has been accomplished, it becomes easier to exercise your faith because you have been equipped to accomplish what God has purposed you to be in fellowship, sharing his word, making disciples, and spreading his love wherever you may go. So see, you never thought there was so much correlation between plant life and new life in Christ, but oh, what wonders we see as we observe God in all creation. Until next time, God bless you all, and be sure, be sure to see the sunrise, to see Christ in your everyday situations. He may not be clearly evident, but he is there. God bless you. Until next time.